If you're looking for the steps to success, then you're in the right place. My name is Courtney Steven, and this is the Come Up Podcast. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Courtney Steven, back in the building. Shout out to the boy, Jimmy. Hey, we just had Thanksgiving. So I want to take a minute to say thank you. I appreciate all you guys who subscribe to the podcast. First of all, it's crazy that people have actually subscribed to this podcast just for the simple fact that when we began, when Jimmy and I first got together and decided that we were going to do a podcast, we didn't know who or why anybody was going to listen to us. And as this thing evolved and grew and we started to share more of our stories, we started to introduce our friends to to all of you guys. And we started to just really polish up what we were doing and understand what our message was and where we were going with this, man. It became an amazing adventure. I'm continuing to learn so much, meet awesome people. And the fact that y'all are along for the ride is just like crazy to me. So first of all, thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful for you listening and uh, taking the time out of your day, even if you're doing something else and you're not even really focused right now. I appreciate you downloading the podcast. That's super dope of you. And what would be even better, you can make Christmas come early for us if you would just go on iTunes and leave a rating. You know, right now we got, I think we got about 20 ratings or so. But what the ratings actually do is make it so that the podcast has a better shot to get in front of other people, you know, suggested podcasts or in the top 200 for whatever our categories are. So if you have a minute and if you so choose, if you feel like you've actually liked the episode or two, go ahead and leave a five star for us. That would be super dope. So today, what I want to talk to you about, man, I put a video out on Instagram, short little snippet. I called it four ways you can build confidence. All right. So it's a, it's a short version or a a cutout from a longer video. I mean, about a six minute video that I posted on my website earlier this week that has gotten pretty strong reviews. You know, a lot of people have written me to say that, you know, I appreciate you putting this message out there is something I needed to hear. You know, these are tips that a lot of people could probably use. So in light of that, I decided like, Hey, my next podcast, next time I get on the mic, I'm gonna do, I'm just going to break it down a little bit further and just give you guys a little, you know, a different approach to the same content. Really, these four ways that eat me in my own experience in my life, how I have and how I continue to build my confidence. Now, confidence is something that is important in leadership, especially. It's important in your self-esteem and it's important in your ability to perform at a high level. So all of us need confidence in some capacity sooner or later. And the more confidence that you can develop and build within yourself in different realms, the better you will be able to execute to your full potential. Now, for me, it's, it's like something that I have come to learn how to put myself in a mindset where I can deal with the emotions, the thoughts, and, you know, the feelings that come along with pressure situations. Now, you wouldn't feel any pressure if you were, you know, let's say you got to take a shower, all right? Now, I'm hoping that you've taken plenty showers in your life. So it's something that's not really a high stakes situation for you. It's something you're pretty familiar with. You've done it a million times. You could probably do it with your eyes closed. Now, the reason there's no pressure there is because, you know, if 
if you make a mistake, there's not too much that bad that can happen, right? You just go back in the shower and rinse off the soap that you missed. But when you're on stage in front of 100 people and you have to speak or you're in front of your class, 30 to 50 people, who knows? Maybe you're selling something. You work at a a store or you work in a call center and you got to make a pitch to somebody. You got to close somebody on a deal. Um, Or maybe you're in an interview one on one talking to somebody of authority. Or maybe you're actually an athlete and you're performing in a playoff game against the rivals. You know, maybe you're in front of a crowd of 30, 40, 50,000 people. The thing that I've come to learn in my experience as a professional athlete, going back to college and even before then as a student, um, everything, no matter what situation you're in, the pressure and the nerves that you feel are always the same. So the pressure that I felt when I spoke the first time to a group of professionals, 100 people um, from the Hamilton area who are business owners and you know, high ranking officials within local businesses. The first time I spoke in front of a group of those people, I felt pressure. I felt a little bit of nerves running through my body. Or the first time when I got to play a game at what we call it the Sky Dome. If you're really from here in, in from the greater Toronto area, like now they call it the Rogers Center. But we grew up, we knew it the Sky Dome. But anyways, the first time I got to play a game in this stadium where I used to go and watch games all the time growing up. The first time I remember I was in the locker room right before kickoff and I'm throwing up like there's a whole lot of emotions going through me. And I just got so worked up that I wasn't sick. I just bleh, quick, a little bit in the garbage can. I felt great. Had an awesome game, played at a very high level. But these emotions and things, they don't change no matter what stage you're on. It could be the same thing when you're in high school talking to 20 people about a book report that you may or may not have done. Pressure is something that is going to be there, all right? So it's important that we develop confidence and we learn how to channel that pressure and use it in a positive way. So enough enough of the, the long segue into this. I'm going to give you the four ways to build your confidence and the four ways that I, every single day, continue to try and build my confidence in any given situation. So number one, know your body. Okay, what does that really mean? Well, I luckily got to go to school for a long time and study psychology. I got to study the brain and the body. All right, so what did I learn? Yes, I get to use my degree. Okay, so when you're getting when you're into when you get put into a situation where the stakes are high and you have to perform to the best of your abilities, your brain is smart. It knows what's going on. All right, it perceives through all the things that you're taking in that, you know what, I feel like this is a uh, crunch time. I feel like I need to do my best right now. And so that surge of energy that you feel coming into your body, these butterflies that are moving around inside your stomachs, you probably ask yourself, like, why am I feeling these nerves right now? Why am I getting these butterflies in my stomach? Why are my palms sweaty? Right? Why, why do I feel like I have to go to the bathroom like six times? Well, that is your body's way of turning off and turning on certain tools that are within you so that you can optimize your energy and channel it all towards the performance. Now, little things like why would your palms begin to sweat? Well, actually, if you were out in nature and you had to climb a tree to save your life, 
your palms sweating a little bit is going to help you climb the tree because it's going to add some grip to your hands. But your body doesn't know where you're at. It just knows that you need to perform or what it might be thinking is you need to survive. You need to thrive. You need to be at the best of your best right now. So it's giving you energy that if you understand how to use it, you can channel into a whole different type of fuel. Like those butterflies, I call it high octane fuel right there. But you have to understand that instead of perceiving the butterflies as a bad sign that you're not prepared. Whenever I get butterflies, I just think to myself, hmm, this must be something that I care about deeply. Because if I didn't care about the outcome, then I wouldn't need this energy and I wouldn't feel this feeling. So the first thing that you have to do is get in the mindset of understanding that when you get nerves, that doesn't mean that you are prone to failure. That doesn't mean that things are going to go bad. Those thoughts that come into your mind and you're like, ah, I know I should have blah, 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 or I know I can't blah, blah, blah. Those thoughts, they're not going to help you at all. So you might as well just let them come in and let them go right back out and then get to the second tip. The second tip is study your game plan. So if you study your game plan, all right, in football, we literally have a game plan. But say, for example, you're doing a presentation, a speech or something like that. You you know what you're trying to accomplish during your performance. That is what the game plan is. All right, I'm going to show up. This is my topic sentence. These are my thesis. These are my topic sentences. I know the information inside out. When I get there, this is what I'm going to do. So I, I feel my butterflies when crunch time comes. But because I have prepared I know I can revisit my game plan and just go back to the plan and stick to the script. The thing is, some people get caught up trying to memorize what the game plan is when the actual way to accomplish something of great magnitude is not to memorize the steps, memorize the game plan, memorize where to be, when to be. It is actually to take the time to study learn and understand the concepts of the game plan so that if you ever find yourself in a situation where you don't know what to do, you can work it out using your reasoning, using your logic. All right. So studying the game plan might not mean me as the free safety or me as a corner knowing, okay, when we run cover three, if I'm the corner, then I got to get to the deep part of the field and make sure that that outside receiver doesn't catch a touchdown. Okay. That's entry level stuff. The next level is, okay, when I'm a corner and we play cover three, I got to know the person next to me, they're going to cover all the inside breaking routes for me. So I should play a little bit deeper knowing that I've got that help. I don't have to worry about going up there and covering a short pass right now, but that's a part of understanding the whole entire game plan as it fits together. When you can break down your performance into components and then understand how each of those components fit together, then if things do fall apart during your performance, you're able to put it back together. You're able to understand how the flow from beginning to end works so that if you do get lost or go off on a tangent, you can bring yourself back to center and continue on the path. If you do, you know, make a mistake during the test, you'll be able to recognize it and correct it. And then before it's too late, you can get back on the right path. It's all about recognizing 
the overall concept or what is the underlying meaning of what I'm trying to convey, understanding what are the benefits, what why is the product that I'm selling actually as good as I say it is, and what is the application in real life of how this can work for the person I'm selling it to. If I if I memorize stats off a sheet, then I can't necessarily put them into a real life situation when I'm in the heat of the moment trying to sell something or convince somebody, talk to somebody. If I just memorize my resume and then they ask me a question that I wasn't necessarily thinking they were going to ask, I might not understand my work experience and how it applies to that question unless I take the time to understand what are the actual skills I have developed in this work experience. It's not important that I worked at Foot Locker for a year. It's important that I learned customer relationship building. I learned how to take people from you know, an introduction, assess their needs, then prescribe something that I feel like would suit them well. You know, so all of the skills that you've developed, how can they transfer? It's important to understand, not just memorize. Okay. So, so far at this point, you've got the butterflies, but you've understood that those are the fuel for your full force performance. I like that. So you got the butterflies, but you understand that your, your body is just preparing you to perform at the highest level. So that's know your body. Then secondly, you studied your game plan inside out. You know, you know what you know. It's not just about memorizing. You understand it thoroughly and you can apply it. Third, once you've broken down all of your game plan, it's time to get your reps. So practice is something that especially athletes, but everybody who is good at what they do, no matter what it is, I don't care if you're a surgeon, I don't care if you're a secretary, I don't care if you're a pitcher, a pianist, or a contractor, and you nail two by fours all day, all right? Everybody needs practice. And the best way to practice is to pick one small component of what you do in your performance and repeat it over and over and over again with a very narrow focus. Why? Well, there's a reason. If you are only focused on one small component of the overall picture, then you have a greater chance of nailing it and getting it solid, built into your mind, into your body, and just becoming an unconscious, unconscious, not habit, but it's something that you can perform without giving a lot of direct conscious thought to so it's almost a habit shooting a jump shot is almost a habit obviously you have to think about it when you do it but you don't think okay bullet bring the elbow in flick the fingers no you just look at the net you pull your arm back and you let it go but it becomes that way only after a lot of practice so you have to practice your introduction when you're speaking to people You have to practice that first sentence over and over and over and over and over again, because the second sentence is nothing without the first sentence. So you can't go on to practicing the second, third, fourth paragraph without first mastering the beginning. And now also when you learn the beginning and it's solid and you've got that down pat, everything that is connected to that memory, everything that is connected to that concept in your mind will flow easier because they are anchored to something. This is one of the greatest secrets that professional speakers know. They know that I don't necessarily have to memorize my speech word for word, but if I can memorize my opening sentence 
and the three topics in the order that I want to hit, I know my subject subject matter well enough that I can ad lib within a given parameter. So I just need to make sure that I start off on the right foot and I have guidelines that I can hit along the way. So know your body, study your game plan, get your reps, get more reps, get more reps, get more reps, get more reps. And then when it's really time to get out there and do your thing, they sung the national anthem. Everybody's lined up to kick the ball off. The pads are on, helmet strapped up, mouth guard in. When it's time to do the thing that you've been preparing to do, the last step is that you got to lock in. Total focus. Total focus on controllable factors only. Now, I keep a book with me. I keep a book with me at all times just in case I have a great idea that's going to help me take over the world. You never know. But I'm reading my book and uh, last month something I wrote, just an idea that had come to me, it said, hmm. it said, there are no outside influences that are strong enough to stop my belief. There are no outside influences that are strong enough to stop me from doing what I know that I am supposed to be doing. So why is that relate? Because when you lock in on the controllable factors, then you don't have to stress about the things and you don't have to waste energy on the things that you cannot make a difference on. I can't change the weather. So if it's raining, it's going to be harder for all of us to catch the football. But it's all right, though, because I can't control that. So I'm just going to focus on the game plan. I'm going to focus on me and my performance. I'm going to focus on the preparation that I did and just replicating that in the game. So you're not thinking about the crowd. You're not thinking about really anything except the moment that you're in, right where you stand with all the awesome preparation that you've done. And you can't wait to unleash those butterflies and just have the performance of your life. Every day when I go to practice, I don't I don't go through the paces and then get to the game and decide that I'm going to take my effort up to a, a whole nother level. Instead, I practice getting into that focus state, that lock-in during our practice time. I use the practice to practice locking in like it's a game. Because focus is a skill. I've spoken about this on the podcast before. Willpower is something that is limited, but willpower is what is what is required to focus. So if I can develop a very strong willpower to set my mind on, you know, a very specific task for an extended period of time, that is going to help me when I get into crunch time. So in the game, it's not like it's any different than the practice. There is as much pressure during practice as there would be in the game because of the environment that we've created and the expectations we set for ourselves. So if you want to prepare like a pro to perform at a very high level when it's a pressure situation, you need to think about it in four ways. And these are things that you can do in all walks of life. All right. First of all, step back and understand your body. Then Figure out your game plan, study it and understand it. Third, get your reps, 
practice small parts over and over and over. And last, when it's time to do what it's time to do, just lock in and everything will take care of itself. So that's what I got for today. A little bit longer for you, but I felt like this one was something that might be able to help you out. I hope you guys are performing at a high level already, but if not, let's get you up over that edge. There's greatness inside you and we got to get it out. Speaking of greatness, I was recently on a podcast with one of my friends, Akeem Haynes. If you're from Canada, that name will definitely sound familiar because he was 2016 bronze medalist for the Canadian Olympic team at the summer games. And he's just a an amazing public speaker, motivator, and, and, and a podcaster. His, his podcast is called The Underdog Mentality, and you could check him out in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all the usual suspects where you go to find podcasts, but definitely check out our conversation. It was awesome. Matter of fact, I'll try and link it in the show notes of this episode and go check him out on Instagram too. He posts videos, inspirational videos. I'm pretty sure daily, you know, this guy is uh, serious about his grind and he's got some value to add to your life and mine. So underdog, A-K-H on Instagram, follow my man, Akeem Haynes. And, you know, until next time, guys, keep striving for greatness. Chase your dreams or stay asleep because I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to wake up and go get them. For the boy Jimmy, it's Courtney. It's another episode of TCU. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Come Up Podcast. Now, we made it. We're here. We're at the end. That means you were either too lazy to turn this thing off or you actually got something valuable out of this episode. So that being the case, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Whether you're on Stitcher, Google Play or iTunes, go ahead and leave us a five star rating. When you do your thing, that helps us do our thing. We could just keep this whole thing rolling. So the C. Stevens signing off for me, Jimmy and the rest of Team TCU keep grinding. We'll see you guys next time.